Hi, welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. I hope you guys had a good day. Always thanks for listening. Um, so I just was scrolling through social media. And <clears throat> this thing came through my feeds about this past. I don't know who he is. I ain't never seen him before until today. And he made a comment about Samson and Delilah, which is an intriguing story. But he said that Delilah never slept with Samson and that how she was able to talk to Samson and get Samson to lay his head on um, his lap, on get her to lay his head on his lap and how women need to be able to do that for men that they're fighting all day out at work in the world or whatever and they need a place of comfort basically I think that's what he was trying to say and not to be a woman who is fighting their man which I totally agree what I don't agree with is that Delilah was deceiving Samson the whole time. And so I don't think any man wants a deceptive wife. And I feel sometimes like we take scripture and we take a story and we trying to fix it up to make it what we want it to be. And that's not cool. And it doesn't make the point clear and then we get excited or you have people who get excited and happy and start screaming but you taking a story totally out of context like the whole time like she whether she slept with him or not that I don't know the scripture doesn't tell us that all we do know is that he was weak for her and she was able to manipulate him to get his secret and then not only did she get his secret, she used his secret against him and it weakened him even more. And thanks be to God that he was already chosen. He was a man of God. And so therefore, God at some point heard his prayer intervene, gave him gave him strength. So he went out as a soldier. But at the end of the day, he was made weak by this woman. And so I wouldn't use that analogy to tell women to help their man. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I just wouldn't. So I just heard that, and I just thought that I would just comment on it being that it's Sunday, and everybody went to church today. Well, most of y'all went to church today. And so we have to be so careful, so careful. And I really pray for our preachers and our ministers and those who want to do good. I just saw... Earlier, too, I saw um, a woman go into a church and she's up there accusing the pastor from stealing from her mom who was deceased. And he stole like 21 G's from her. And she's like, he's a crook or whatever. And it's like you have these men and women because you have women that are preachers and ministers, too, <clears throat> even though um, that that's a it's it's that's a whole nother subject. But you have men and women, <clears throat> excuse me, who have misappropriated the word of God and the position thereof. 
And that's why people don't want to be bothered. That's why people don't want to deal. That's why people don't have trust. That's why people, you know, frown upon it because you've had people who have misused it. And it's like that one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. And if you're not a person who has seen authentic and experienced authentic, you're not going to be able to tell the difference between what is real and what is fake or what is superficial and what is not like you're just not going to be able to make that distinction and even with the word of God I think that and and it's been and I've said this before and it's beginning time now how because people don't read and people don't study and people don't have their own personal relationship it's easy for somebody to tell you um what the bible says is easy i always encourage you if i give you a scripture to look it up <laughs> i tell you like you pray about everything and you know look at the word of god for yourself and to know for yourself you know so then when we come together and we have a conversation it it brings revelation as opposed to somebody just giving you information and you taking it and run with it like i've heard i've heard some stuff and the fact of the matter is when you do statistically, those who are learned, and when I say that, I'm not talking about academic, I'm not talking about um, world experience or relationship experience or anything like that. I'm talking about experience with the word of God, experience with reading the word of God in context and culturally and New Testament and Old Testament and putting all together. It's a privilege and it's a blessing to be able to have studied the word. And you have people who misuse the word. You even have where it says the devil know the word. You know what I mean? And so, and he knows scripture and he can repeat it back to you. And it's like at this time in our lives, it's <clears throat> if possible, the very elect would be full. And so I get how people don't want to be bothered and stray away from it. And that's a trick of the enemy too. For us not to want to be in the church and want not to read the word of God and want to know God in a deeper way, in a more intense way for our lives. That's a trick as well. <clears throat> but I think about how, you know, it's been misused and that how people are, you know, just going through the motions of a spirituality that is not founded on anything but somebody else's word. And then I think about how you have variations of different things. And we end up trying to, again, put this blanket over it and say this is applicable to all. Just like we say all women are this or all women are, all men are this or all preachers are this or all teachers are this or all lawyers are this or all that. You know, like we tend to say that based on one experience that we've had or even a few experiences that we had and still we can't say all or anything if I thought like all men cheated like I might as well rap like just forget about it like you wrap up anyway but just forget about it just like be done with it you know what I mean and it's like that can't be the case just like all women aren't um beating their men up and you know, being accusatory or hurting them or not allowing them to come home in a place of peace. All women are not in that place. And so we get hype and we jump up. And then you have men who make it seem like women are abusive and battering and angry. And especially, again, for black women. And I can say for most black women, because I am a black woman, if you couldn't tell, now you know. <laughs> but when you think about the fact that you know, we've gotten a hard way to go because of men. 
And because of black men feeling like, oh, either we gold diggers or um, we're, we're mean or we're angry or we're a woman scorn or, you know, it's always some negative connotation towards us. <clears throat> For most of us, it's a negative connotation. And then on the other side, it's a negative connotation towards men. I think that's a trick of the enemy too. You know, where we don't see the good in one another. We don't see the work ethic. We don't see the the culture of growth and of love and of development like we don't see that and then we're constantly putting this negative out there and then make people stray away so now you know and one of my friends asked me to talk about um black men dating women of other ethnicities and it's like I don't me personally like I'm not I don't care like that's on you if that's what you prefer but it can't be that you only doing that because again it's so negative for the for black women like you you going outside your race because you have this negative connotation of a black woman as opposed to you're going outside your race or you're dating another race just because that's your preference and that's what you like and that's what you love not because you know we we as black women like just gave you a bad taste in your mouth and therefore you will never try another black woman again or you never want to be with another black woman again because we're awful. You know what I'm saying? If you're going with another race because that's what you like, you know, you fell in love with a beautiful woman and she just cares about you and she's not a black woman and y'all work well together, then well, beautiful, you know, but not on, oh, well, just the same reason for, um, black women going to the other race not because <clears throat> oh they just awful black men are just awful and i hate them and they just don't know how to treat me and blah 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 or they broke or whatever we say or have been said and that's why you go into another race no you love people on the strength of your preference or you they treat you well they care for you you know y'all gel well together y'all able to build together you know not because something pushed you that way you understand what I'm saying like that's the thing because if that's the case if something pushed you that way then the question is are you really there because you want to be there or are you there because you have no other choice you understand what I'm saying are you with somebody because you because what you prefer or what you would want doesn't want you or you don't want it <clears throat> and you don't want it because of the mere fact that you know, you've had a bad experience. And so those are the things that, you know, I think about in regards to how we put this blanket over and it's just this negative thing and it becomes really widespread. And now when you meet people, they've already decided who you are. They've already figured out in their mind who you are and it's not fair to them, especially if they haven't done anything personally, specifically to you. You understand what I'm saying? We can't judge all books from, you know, was it judging books by its cover? We can't do that. We can't judge all people just because of the mere fact that they reflect something on the outside. They reflect something that we've seen from somebody else on the outside and not knowing who they are personally, not knowing what they do bring to the table, not knowing what they will do or what they won't do unless you give them an opportunity to show you, show them, 
showed showed show themselves to you. I'm kind of like fluttering oh. tonight, but I saw. I mean, and it's sad that you know we've had bad experiences with churches and we've had bad experiences in relationships. It's a part of life, and the fact of the matter is, you know, the wheat and the tears, and I say this often that they grow together, and it's gonna be some bad apples, you know. I remember we used to get bad apples and we used to um you cut off the brown part. <laughs> Eat what you could. Or you make apple pie or something like that. Make a milkshake, something I don't know. Ew, apple milkshake, that wouldn't be good. But um I I think about that. And then, you know, you have people who run with it because all they need is, oh, see, I told you so. I told you that you, I told you that the preachers are bad. I told you that black women are bad. I told you that black men are bad. I told you, you know, that this is bad. I told you, I told you just because one incident and then it becomes so widespread. And then it's like, oh, it co-signed on your, your thought about something being bad and it's like no we have to take it case by case we really do and i see it all the time where we group people together and we group these situations together and you try to make a precedent over it but everybody's situation is different and we have to be able to gauge the difference we have to be able to look and see what's different between this person and that person you know, and again, do you fit there? Some people just don't fit there. But I saw with the preacher situation and the woman talking about, oh, how, you know, they have stole the money and everything. And again, he's had people bamboozled. I don't think this woman, she was like, yeah, I'm grieving because of my mother, but you a thief. <laughs> like one ain't got nothing to do with the other. Like what you not going to do is try to use my situation to cover up your, your thievery. Yeah. So I'm saying, but again, and then she's there like, Oh, why you want to handle like this on the front line? But it's like, she called him and he wouldn't answer. And for me personally, listen to her. I don't think that this woman would have went up in there videotape and all this other stuff. If she didn't really have any merit in what she was doing and what she was saying. And the fact of the matter is you'll have people that's sitting with him and sitting there and, you know, will ride with him, will ride with him because that's they preacher and that's who, you know, they bought into or whatever until something else comes up that would show that he's a fraud, you know, or show that he did misappropriate funds or something like that. And, you know, it's funny because if you loyal, you loyal. It's just what you loyal to. You know, you could be loyal to something really bad or you could be loyal to something really good. And again, with me, time always tells. And it's sad that, you know, you have people who take advantage of those who are weak. You have people who take advantage of those. That's just a part of life. And it's just for us to be more prudent and to be more careful, you know, of being taken advantage of or putting your hope and trust in somebody. And I just think about how, like, what person do you want to be? Do you want to be a person that, you know, somebody trusts in you and then you misuse their trust? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be that person. You have people like that. Like, they just misuse people's trust and they don't care who they hurt and they don't care if they hurt somebody. They don't care. 
And ultimately, at the end of the day, they don't win. You understand what I'm saying? But for the moment in time, it seemed like they getting away, but they won't. They don't get away. And then I think about when it comes to relationships, you know, again, it's always up to you and that person. If y'all vibe, if y'all, if y'all good, if time is well, if you're okay with them, if they okay with you, and it doesn't matter to me, their race, you do have your preference, but again, if that's what you prefer, fine, but prefer it because that's what you like, that's what intrigues you, that's what turns you on, that's what drives you, that's what you love, that's what you like, not because somebody forced you into it or because you're like, you know, well, I bear better, I feel better on here. I mean, but as we get older, I guess, you know, it's all about decisions. If that's a decision you made, you got to rock it out, you know, and hopefully that person is not using you for whatever reason. It's not easy, you know, and again, I'll be the first one to admit that it's not easy trying to figure out all of this stuff and relationships and and religion and work and all the stuff that, you know, and you think the older you get, the easier it becomes, but it actually, to me, becomes a little bit more work because it's bigger, you know, bigger levels to it you know higher levels if you will not bigger levels but higher levels and people have way more invested and so it's going to be even more difficult to determine what's genuine and what's not genuine because for people to be on certain levels and they've been there they can be they become very good at hiding they become very good at you know, manipulate and they become very good at lying. They become very good at it because that's what they've been doing the whole time. And then especially when they got followers and people that's um, supporting them, it's very difficult to be able to make that distinction. And then you have to be secure in you and what you feel and what you know to be true because if not, then, you know, the crowd would try to convince you otherwise or the person would try to convince you otherwise and you feel like oh I'm standing here by myself and I see it and all the people don't see it and it it may not be for them to see it but then the question comes to you that whether they see it or not what are you going to do are you willing to be by yourself are you willing to stand you know alone Are you willing to sit by yourself? Because I know that there's there's always a crowd. There's always a crowd. And it don't take much nowadays to get people to, to congregate. It really don't. People jump on so many bandwagons. It's ridiculous. You know, it's like as soon as you say this, it's like, oh, I'm on it, I'm on it, I'm on it got people with so many followers and I watched um it was a it's like a children's show but they were showing how the media how they get us to like stuff and how um then I heard something about clickbait you know it's a couple of things out there that manipulate us in order to be followers of stuff and to like stuff
And so that's why I personally appreciate people who listen and, you know, chime in and, you know, because I ain't got no <laughs> mechanisms. I ain't, I ain't read the book or that like that. I promise. I don't have no mechanism. This is this. This is as real as it get. This is all me. I, you know, but I look at this stuff and it's like, you, you know, you don't know that there's things like that trigger us to buy stuff, whether it be advertisement, whether it be liking something or not liking something, you know, um, and it's the same thing about, you know, the relationships that we have. Why are we drawn to certain people? You know, what attracts us, what keeps us, what puts us off. You know what I'm saying? In regards to ourselves and them, even with fragrances, you know, you could be attracted to somebody based on their fragrance that they they wear or their jewelry or, you know, what they say sometimes, what they drive or, you know, it's just so many different triggers that we have and... I just want to know for me personally, you know, how do I remove anything that would have me falsely drawn to something that I personally at the end of the day would probably would not be drawn to? Or how do I, I'm I'm a part of something that when it's time to actually stand up and confront it and deal with it, that I decide not to based on a crowd of people, based on how I might be perceived or how, oh, you know, you're not a team player. You know, that's the new thing in the last five, ten years. Are you a team player? Are you a team player? Um, so I, I think about that. But again, you know, we can't say all. I know there's women and I've aimed to be that woman where this peace wherever I am, you know. <laughs> this says live peaceful, peacefully with all men as much as lies within you, right? Don't start, now won't be none. And that's the thing, too. I think that, you know, they try to throw you off whereas, oh, you could do all this stuff and you could be out there running and ripping and causing all kinds of mayhem and all kind of drama and everything and you ain't supposed to say nothing, You know, turn the other cheek. Ignore it. And it's like, no. Because they say that you have to be that which you want. And so, again, and just full circle, Delilah was not a woman who loved Samson and cared for Samson and wanted to take care of Samson. She was a woman who was set up and used to betray betray Samson and to hurt Samson and to weaken Samson. And so you can't use her as an analogy to show women how to care for their man. Like, I'm not buying it. Imagine my face.